like Bert Ernie. Hey, Bert. This is Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. We have a lot of things to talk to you about. It's... uh. The race was yesterday. Post-race race. day. It is post-race day. We ha- we held our event last night, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of things to say about that race. It the was truly a you. great race. Yes, it was one of the greatest races the world has ever seen. We've contacted the Australian uh, Sporting Hall of Fame today. We've submitted an entry. I'll, I'm assuming we'll hear back from them pretty soon. If we don't, um, we're starting our own Hall of Fame. We're just going to write our own history books. The winners <laughs> always write their own history books. That's so. absolutely right. And uh, so we're talking about the race today. We've also uh, got a business that needs exposing. You are going to lay down your wrath of... What What do you do? You just really... I don't I know. You're. I, a, I really think it's in the name. You Luke. bully major corporations on this show. Bully or expose? Yeah. Right? I wouldn't have to expose them if they had nothing that and, needed exposing. And also, the Bachelorette finale was last night. Big episode. Yes. Um, I'm all across that. And very I'll big be, day for you. Yeah, <laughs> it was a big day yesterday. Bachelorette, and I had to beat you in a race. Luke, I walked home from work the other day from here, and I ran into a catastrophe. Yes, continue. I got lost. <laughs> well, whereabouts? Well, I'll tell you. So, uh, if you don't know, listeners, we live very well. We work very close to the city. So, the city is basically a walk in literally a straight line for about maybe ten minutes away from where we work. So you'd think, oh, it's pretty hard to get lost. Would it's you? one road. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no well, turns. Well, mate, I'm I'm all about uh, breaking down boundaries and and uh, surprising people. So I left work one night, um, and I was like, all right, I need to go to the city. And I figured, hey, instead of walking in a straight line, one, and that'll get me to the edge of the city, why don't I walk in a diagonal line, and that'll get me to the heart of the city, to Flinders Street, where I get my train. But Melbourne's a grid, so it goes in blocks. So we don't have <laughs> diagonal roads. <laughs> I, I learned that yeah. when I got lost. <laughs> Um, so I was like, okay, I'll walk in a diagonal line. And I figured the way that I'll orient myself is I'm just going to walk towards the tallest buildings because that's a city, right? So I start walking and I walk towards the tallest buildings and I get into the city or what I thought was the city. I was surrounded by huge buildings, but it's like hotels and stores and driveways and valet parking and highways. I'm completely lost. I didn't even know that this area of the city existed. And then eventually I get into one huge building. I'm like, oh, I'll get into this building. I'll just, help. I'll just ask someone for help. Where I, I don't know where I am. And then I find out that I'm in Crown. <laughs> so I got into the Which middle. It's not of, the city. It's no, just out of the city. But it's that big. that they, they have so many buildings under the umbrella of Crown that it's basically its own yeah, city. It's like Atlantis. It's a lost city. No one really knows it's there until you enter. Yeah. You get in there and you're lost in a lost city. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm walking around. I get into Crown, like like at the casino, I find out. I'm like, oh, I recognize this kind. I've been here like once or twice. And I'm walking around the casino trying to get out because I know that I walked in from the back and I know that you can uh, get out to the front. And once you're out from the front entrance, that's the city. So I'm trying to move from one end of Crown to the other. And it's the most difficult thing. Like it's designed with basically no maps that point anywhere other than, hey, poking machines are over there. I'm like, thanks, Crown. Really not helpful. <laughs> and then they go, hey, Blackjack's down there. I'm like, thanks again, Crown. Got no money. They're not going to point out the exits to gambling addicts, right? That's- no, exactly. My phone had died, so I lost my GPS, and I didn't know what time it was because I stayed back late. This is when I stayed back until I think I left at 9, 
And so I would assume that I got to Crown at about 10. But another thing about Crown, when you get in there, there's no clocks. No, because if you know what time it is, again, it's like... It's like, oh, it's 11 p.m. Maybe I should stop gambling and get home to my kids. No. So they just remove any of the clocks. So I'm going through. I made it to, like, the shop section. Didn't even know Crown had shops. I think you entered another dimension. I know. You don't know what the time is. It's You've never seen it before. This is just a new world. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then eventually... And did you make it out? Yeah, so eventually I made it to the food court. I'm like, oh, I recognize this food court. This is on level three, all right? So I'm looking out the windows, and the windows are also blacked out, so you can't see the straight. So you can't see what's outside of Crown. So I'm trying to figure out, oh, I, I can't, it was just black. So I'm like, oh, I must be sure, high up. Are sure it was blacked out or are you sure it wasn't because it was nighttime? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been a bit of both. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm stuck in this food court on level three. I look out the windows. I can't see anything because I'm high up. So I'm like, where am I? I walk around the food court. I'm like, I am swear, I'm trying to go down. There was no way to go down. I couldn't figure out how to get down to the ground level. And then I work out that I actually was on the ground level. I just couldn't see out the window, so I assumed that meant I must be 10 levels up. (laughs) You're one of the most incompetent people I've ever met. You managed to get lost in your own city uh, in a building that you've been in before, and you still don't know the time through all this, so... Well... That's just a little bit about me, Luke. (laughs) So, during the song, we're going to call Lewis's nanny um, to get you picked up, and um, hopefully you get home safe today. I hope so. Luke and Lewis for lunch. Now, Lewis, last night, the Bachelorette finale. Yes. Yes. I'm assuming you're across it? Uh, I accidentally watched The Bachelorette two nights ago, and that was enough for me but for the whole season. But you didn't happen to stumble across it again. No, no. In fact, uh, I, w- I accidentally watched it. So this today, or last night, I was extra vigilant to make sure that it didn't happen again. <laughs> Just to make sure. Now, uh, well, you're, you're bad luck because you missed some riveting television. I'm sure. Okay? I'm sure. Uh, it was incredible. So if you didn't see it, uh, the final two men in The Bachelor that Sophie uh, was choosing was between Jared, the mm-hmm. stage five clinger, yep. and Stu, the billionaire. Yeah. Oh, now. I wonder who's going to win. Could it be <laughs> the guy who watches her from the bushes or the guy with a stable job and a good life? I wonder who's going to win this one. Well, the answer may shock you. So. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to be shocked, man. Now, before we get into who won and stuff and the final result, uh-huh. what I found very amusing last night was... Oh, Sophie, so th- they went to Fiji, they went to some random island in Fiji, and um, I actually yeah. went to the hotel that they went to in Fiji. Oh, you took your girlfriend there? No, I know I couldn't afford that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and, um, but yeah, I, I did recognize the hotel that they went to. So there's one point in this show where Sophie uh, is talking to Osha, and... Um, Osha's the host of the Osha's, show, is Osha he? Gunsberg is the host of the show. There you go, I know and, a little uh, bit about And he this. asks her, hey... Have you fallen in love? And she says, yes, I have fallen in love. And he's very happy for her. Mm. And then she, as a throwaway line, you'll hear it in a sec, as a throwaway line like kind of joke. says, as a joke, says, ah, you delivered the goods, because obviously he didn't do anything to help no. her fall in love. This is what happened on the show. That's what you came here to find. That's right. So you deliver, don't you, Osh? <laughs> I try to do my best. Yeah. I try to make sure everybody's happy at the end of it. I get to come to work every day and help people fall in love. Yeah. It's not a bad job. And it's been nothing but a pleasure to be here by your side as you go through this. He just completely claims it. 
He didn't do anything, mate. You just hosted the thing. He's like, I am 100% responsible for your successful relationship. I've I've done a couple of charity gigs doing stand-up comedy, yeah. right? But when I when I host these events, I for like, I don't know, a, an age charity, I don't be like, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, you can all thank me after the show. I've just cured AIDS for just telling some jokes. No, no, no I didn't. I just hosted the yeah, event. you hosted it. I was there, he, but I didn't really do anything. No, he hosted the show. Yeah. So that, that cracked me up a bit. I was like, good on you. Josh, claiming, you know, I do stuff like that. I'll claim something that I didn't do. I do it yeah. all the time. I love that. Now, what happened, right, was uh, surprise, surprise, Jared got rejected. Oh. Unfortunately, by yeah. Sophie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hang on. What? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she was like, Jared, you can come out of the bushes now. <laughs> and he, he was like watching him walk up to her, and there was the sad music playing. It was like just watching a guy walk to his own execution. So, just, wait, did, was, did he know that he was going to lose? He thought he was going to win. Really? Dude. He th- cried because people weed in his pot plant. <laughs> it's not boyfriend so material. Obviously, she rejected him. In my head, I know you're everything, but my heart belongs to someone else. Brutal. He- what does that even mean? In my head, I know you're everything. <laughs> What do you mean? Every I, I I know you're everything except the one thing <laughs> that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. You're everything I don't want. That's just that's like a nothing sentence. Yeah, that's that's just I couldn't figure out a way. I really want to break up with this guy. The producers made me keep him into the end, so I'll yeah. just come up with a sentence that's kind of confusing but sounds yeah. romantic. And then this is how he responded to her rejection. Oh, you finally find a purpose in life. <laughs> thinking that you've got a future with this girl and everything's you know looking up a purpose in life he found his purpose on a reality tv show that doesn't happen (laughs) no one's on a reality tv show going oh yeah i found my one true calling in life mate you're on a reality tv (laughs) show your calling is to do something better with your life (laughs) give up joe yes you won and um yeah anyway it was a very eventful episode. Congrats to Stu. Commiserations. Uh, I'm sure he went sulked in the bush. <laughs> Just before the break, we were talking about the Bachelor finale. Shock horror. The stage five clinger did not win her heart. No, the, Sophie. Uh, uh, multi-millionaire. Did. Yeah, she opted what? for. Yeah, she opted <laughs> for a big inheritance for her kids instead, which is fair enough. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I'd do it. Yeah. Sorry, really? I just lowered my chair to the point where I almost went below the table then. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started mining out. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, yeah. So what happened was, yeah, and right from the start, Sophie made it very, very clear as to what guy she wanted. You there have was, a direct quote for exactly what she. There wanted, was right? three things she wanted: a down to earth Aussie guy, down to earth Aussie guy. She wanted it's like to a get, tradie. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a not because well, she's been over in LA dating celebrities and millionaires. And you just stuff. want like a generic guy. Looks like everyone else. Dave from next door. She should have hit you up. Mate, Sophie, <laughs> I've been here all along. She's been looking in all the wrong places. She walked past you. She probably didn't see you. You blended yeah, she was with the here wall. Th- she was here the other day. Yeah. True. <laughs> well, you... I know she smiled at me. Maybe she thought I was Stu. He looks a bit like me, actually. <laughs> he looks like me in 50 years. All right, um, so a, a regular guy. That's the first that's thing she one. wanted. Then she also wanted to get married. Wanted to get married. So a guy who's single, not yep. married. Uh, that's, that's basically the only requirement. Yeah. Not married. And all, and the third thing was she wanted to have kids. Wanted to have kids. Now, mm-hmm. she ended up getting with Stu, who yep. is a millionaire, not very down to earth. He's is or he's legally married at the moment. He got technically Wait, divorced. He's, but he's married. He's still legally married. Um, I'm not sure about this, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If you are married, 
you are already married. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And he uh and and he <laughs> and he had a vasectomy. Oh, so he can't, so have, he can't kids. have kids. So she's just gone completely against what she Although, you know what? If I was like if I came into a dating competition and I was like, look, I'd like a I'd like a tall girl who's uh nice and she likes my jokes, and then a multi millionaire walks in, yeah. I would be like, Yeah, I'm I'm into short chicks, uh, yeah. I love money and jet skis are sick. And, and she has a horrible sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I would I would do the same thing, honestly. Like yeah. it's it's either you you hang out with an awesome personality and you have to work in a call center for the rest of your life, or you hang out with Boring Stew and ride jet skis and buy yeah. handbags. I'm going for the handbags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's worth $400 million, That's his family. That's insane. Yeah. That is not an average bloke. Yeah. But really- Down so- to earth, $400 million. <laughs> <laughs> Just your regular average joke. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch. And now it's time for this. Proudly presenting The Boys Book. How to be the best at everything. Yeah, the boys! Woo! The boys' book. So, yeah, the boys. For those who are new, I found a book while cleaning out my bookshelf that uh, is titled The Boys' Book, How to Be the Best at Everything. So now... Big with... claim for a 150-page book. <laughs> yes, big claim. But now when I hold this book in my hands, I officially hold all the knowledge to everything ever. Your brain just got bigger. Yeah, I think Incredible. I was just exploded. But brain I had boy. To... Yeah, well, the only reason why my brain didn't explode it is because on page 149, it said how to how to retain all the knowledge in the, in the world. <laughs> and uh, so, but today, and now this segment is where every week I teach you, I just let you in on one little thing that this book uh, tells you. And hopefully by the end of the book, if we ever get to the end of it, I'll know everything. Yeah, and last last week you learned how to be a Catholic saint, and uh, yeah. have you been upholding your duties as a Catholic saint during the week? Yeah, I'm working on uh, the, the first rule, which was dying. Um, I, to be honest, a little bit scary. Yeah, big okay. commitment, but uh, I, th- I will get there. Yeah, maybe in like eighty years or something. Yeah, that, that's what there. I'm going to do. So I think yeah. I have to do a lot of saintly things, and yeah. then I'll die. I reckon I'll do dying last, even though it was first. I mm. think that's probably how it should work. Just switch the order. Yeah. Anyway, so today I'm going to be teaching uh, teaching you how to tell if a person is lying. Okay. Are you traditionally good at this, or do you need the book to help you? Out? Uh, look. I'm I'm okay. I would say that I have an average lie detector. Well, right? now you're going to be the best at everything. We're going to be the easy. best at this. Awesome. Cool. So the first thing, uh, how to tell a person lying is unusual stuttering or stammering could be indication that they're nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that makes sense. Tip two, look for changes in the person's pattern of speech, like a high-pitched or silly voice. Stuttering, high-pitched, yep. I can do that. What Third one out of four, watch out for visible signs of scratching, twitching, and looking away. Mm-hmm. And the last one, get the person to go over the story again. Okay. Now, Isn't this how to detect a drug addict? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's how to detect a, a sketchy person at Flinders Street. No. Yeah. Um, so now I thought, you know, now you've got that knowledge, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll either tell a truth or a lie to you. Okay, so you're just going to uh, tell right me now. something and yeah. I have to use what I've just learned to see if you're lying. Okay. All right, ready? Go. Excuse me. Louis Spears, um, I'd like to... <laughs> Inform you that um uh, that you've uh, got your <laughs> salt. I put salt ooh, in your water. Okay, you put salt in my water. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like me to go over the story again? Because that was tough um, yeah. Could you just go over the um, story? It, it, excuse me, Lewis? <laughs> Stuttering, I a pitch change. I actually would like to inform you Twitching that I put detective. salt in your water. Oh. Okay, um, let me just uh, 
instead of guessing one, I just try my water. Mm. He's testing the water. I'm going to say that you're lying. There's definitely not salt in my water. It just tastes like normal water. Now, did you know that because you tasted the water or did you detect that I was lying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it could be a little bit of both. <laughs> well, at least you know now. You're welcome. Now you know how to be the best at one more thing. That's We're narrowing two it down. <laughs> so many more things to go. You're still going to learn pretty much everything else. Awesome. I can't wait for next week. <laughs> Luke, you know what I noticed the other day? Have you, uh, you're familiar with small talk, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so basically it's just a kind of, just a small little conversation that doesn't mean anything that you have with a stranger. How's the weather? Yeah. You know. Pretty good, mate. See you later. How's your day been? Yeah, something that you might have in an elevator. Doesn't Will you mean marry any- me? Just yeah. small stuff that's just, you know... Off the cuff, kind yeah. of forgettable <laughs> Things conversation. Things like that. Do you want to kiss? Yeah. How's your day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think small talk gets appreciated. Everyone, you know, there's a reason for it. That's it has it has a purpose and it exists and it's appreciated. But I think that there's another category of small talk, something called small jokes. Yeah, You've heard of these? Yeah, just stuff that's essentially not funny. <laughs> yeah, basically, but someone often just tells done a by joke. Older people, by the yeah, way. older people generally do it. Like, like instead of it, like they, once you hit forty, it's like, nah, I don't do small talk anymore. I do small jokes, and they're kind of like dad jokes, but dad jokes done to strangers. Yeah, not often when you will feel... you do a small joke to a friend. Yeah, your friend will be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like if a stranger does it, it's like you have to laugh. Because you've got to think about it. And I thought that this happens, you know, every now and then. I thought we might as well make it a regular segment. So mm. now it's time for this. You've heard of small talk. Now it's time for small jokes. Hey, Matt, would you like some sugar in that? No, thanks. I'm sweet enough. <sighs> yep. Nice joke. <laughs> so this segment basically is uh, one of us are going to report a time they've heard a small joke. Mm. Um, and then they're going to explain to the other person why that's funny. And then hopefully you'll realize that it's comedic genius. So <laughs> I've got a great one. The other day I went to a storage unit uh, place to hire a storage unit so I could film in there. And we were in an elevator. And it was a massive elevator, obviously, so people can transport big things that they then store in the storage unit. So, we get in the elevator, we go up, I check out the unit, and then we uh, go back to the elevator to leave. Now, the elevator door opens, and there's a guy with an, a full bike, and then uh, a, like a, a stand that has a wheel of another bike on it, like a bike, like one piece of a bike. So, we go into the elevator, and he takes one of the bikes out, but we're left with the stand. And then uh, the guy working there who was giving me the tour goes, hey, mate, I'll look after the, the rest of your bike. And he goes, yes, yeah, sweet, all good. Then the guy with the bike comes back in to retrieve the wheel. He comes in and he goes, oh, where's the rest of me bike? Did you guys steal the rest of me bike? <laughs> so that was a small joke. And look, that's funny because... was a big one. <laughs> no, that's funny because, right, he only ever had a wheel. There was never a bike involved, and he came in and said, Hey, where's the rest of my bike? <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Wow, that's actually not a small joke. That's a great joke. <laughs> well done. That was absolutely worth saying. So that was our first segment of small jokes. The rest of the show will be... <laughs> not up to that standard of comedy. No. I don't know how we can top that. That's top-tier stuff. So small jokes will return. Where's the rest of our show? I don't know. <laughs> It's time for the most important segment that we do on this show, Luke. Wait, wait, which one is it? We have multiple. Oh, this is one where you expose businesses. Yeah, I think it's called... Businesses Exposed. Ah, you've been a naughty business. 
Businesses exposed. Sorry, I was I was I was late to the microphone there because I was dabbing because that was such a good throw to the intro. <laughs> I think it's called and then it played. How good was that? Can you just give me a round of applause, guys? That was incredible. As in a sound effect, or do you just want me to Just, clap? yeah, a manual one. Thank you very much. Now, who are you exposing today, Lewis? Oh, it's a, it's, it's a scandal, Luke. It's an absolute outrage. Today, I'm exposing V Energy. Now, uh, you would be familiar with V's new marketing campaign and slogan, wouldn't you? Uh, a massive hit that something a bit? Yeah. What is well, it? Well, this is it. This is what that improves you a bit. Improves you. Yeah, right. that's a massive hit that improves you a bit. Does it though? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I think that's that's the idea. It's a little. They're they're taking uh they're they're taking the Mickey the out Mi- of themselves. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for making that radio safe. Um, yeah. So basically, um, it's just a little joke about V. They know that it doesn't improve you a lot, but it improves you a little bit. But that little bit part, I'm it not should worried be a about massive that. hit that. Uh, hinders you a bit. <laughs> the, the massive hit that hypes you up for 10 minutes and then you feel awful. And then you get a cardiac arrest and uh, it leads to an early death. A bit. <laughs> That's a better slogan. But it's uh, it's not the bit part. I'm not, I'm not worried about the bit bit. What I'm worried about is the massive hit part because I noticed yesterday as you were drinking your third Big M of the day before mm. our great race... I was just reading the Big M because obviously I was inspecting it to make sure that you had finished it. And I noticed on the side of the Big M packaging, in massive letters, they called it a massive hit of flavor. (gasps) Whoa. I know. And Big M has been around for 100 years. I think that V stole their slogan from Big M. Oh, my God. I'm so exposed. Man, that was me being... V. <laughs> that was me uh, representing the uh, party, uh, the defendant, uh, which it's is V abs- Energy. It's an absolute outrage, Luke Kidgel, to just be stealing slogans out of the blue from one of our treasured cultural food items, Big M. Now, have you done any research? Who did it first? <laughs> I'm this assume- is where this segment falls. Uh, no, this okay. is Lewis is business is exposed opinion edition with Lewis Spears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I don't need to do uh, any research on this because it's Big M. <laughs> you obviously, don't need facts to expose a no, business. No, obviously, Big M came up with massive hit. There's like five. That M's is an in old there. slogan. Yeah, like if if V wanted to come up with something original, why don't they come up with a, a v- v- massive hit? <laughs> Yeah, they could come up with very big hit. Exactly. Bit. That would have been better. Actually, that's so, a good slogan. Yeah. So, yeah. V. If you want to pay me, V, for that, uh, let me know. Yeah. Um, so, if you there don't, we go. Business fair exposed. Enough. V needs to change their slogan to very small hit that improves you a very small amount. Yeah. I like that. That's your new slogan, V. Get used to it. What a massive exposed expose, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> that's not their new slogan. <laughs> No, it's not. Luke and Lewis for lunch. It's time to talk about the great race. And we've been waiting all show for this. And now it's time to sort out what happened yesterday. So It, uh, it happened yesterday, uh, 6 p.m. We, we all gathered, uh, a crowd gathered at Albert Park to watch us settle a score, a one-month-old score. Yes, because this has been going on for 30 days. Because uh, Luke used to be a state-level runner 10 years ago. And uh, <laughs> every day, it's just <laughs> Luke used to be a state level runner before the universe was born, and he still <laughs> claims that he's a he is still a, a, an athlete, basically. So I thought, seeing as this guy doesn't train anymore, but he still talks about being a runner. I trained for 30 days, 
He should not allowed to train at all. In fact, he has to live an unhealthy lifestyle. I reckon I could beat him in a race. And uh, we had that race yesterday. And I took that uh, I took that challenge of, yeah, especially the unhealthy lifestyle bit, very seriously. Oh, incredibly seriously. Um, I was, you know, Mac- oh, dude, I became a regular at the Maccas down here. Yeah, I've never seen you commit so hard to anything. Like, we just got a radio <laughs> show, and you were like, you know what's more important than this? Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? A Mick wrap for dinner? Mum, cancel my vegetables. <laughs> yeah, but I also took my training very seriously. I trained uh, just about every other day, unless I was too sore. In fact, I trained so hard that I ended up injuring myself just before. For the race, yeah. um, so but uh, and, and Luke basically just got cockier and cockier as as we went on. He started adding on new challenges and new things that he would do. Well, he I even... had to throw you a bone, mate, or it was going to be very uneventful. It would have been me uh, just running well ahead and you in the distance just crawling in the background. <laughs> and a couple of times throughout the month, as as we agreed that Luke was not allowed to walk uh, more than a brisk race, a, a brisk walk, he did. I did catch him jogging twice. So the first time he was jogging, he had to wear a donut costume during the race. And then the second time I caught him jogging, he had to do a triple M, which is uh, consuming three big M's just before the race. Yes, and uh, I did that with ease. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and and so yesterday we went down. We gathered at six p.m. A crowd had gathered for us. The race was about to start, and this is how it went down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the great race. Make some noise for yourselves for coming out. All right, it's great to be here. Um, who's team Lanky? <laughs> Four people. Who's team chubby? I've never seen this many wrong people so (laughs) confident. You're all going to lose. I'm going to smash you, mate. But first, what we need to do is we need to... Every sports event plays the national anthem. So uh, could we please just uh, stand silent or sing along, if you know the words, to to uh, the national anthem. The national anthem had been played and the race was set. Ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. So that was the start. Well, not the start of our race. That was just before the race. Obviously, there's a lot of pre-race ceremonies. The energy was there. Everyone was having a good night. uh, Thanks to (laughs) Reese Maston for supplying us with the national anthem there. Yes, thank you very much, Reese. And yeah, pretty much the race was ready. But I still had one more big M to down at this stage. And I had one more food thing that I wanted to add to the race. Didn't have to, just wanted to. I was a bit hungry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that after the break. Luke Kidrell was not allowed to train, had to live an unhealthy lifestyle, and even though he used to be a runner, I thought that I could beat him after 30 days. I got to the point in the race where the race was set, we'd already stood for the national anthem, and it was time for me to down my third big M, because you wanted to punish me by making me do... I ran during the month, and that was against the rules. Breached the agreed rules. Cheated. That uh, that counts as training. It was 10 steps. Counts as rigorous training. (laughs) And as punishment, I had to do a triple M, which is three big M's, one point eight litres of milk. <laughs> because we're on triple A modern digital. <laughs> and um so I was two big M's down. I did one before the show, one during the show yesterday, and uh it was about t- ten minutes or probably five minutes for the race yeah. and it was time to down. And how were you feeling at this point? Very like almost recovering from the second, but it was still there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bloated. Yeah. <laughs> and now and then I went for my third big M. I want my Chalky Big M now. Yes. So, now it's time. Can someone go get my Chalky Big M? There's a Chalky Big M. Have you had your Krispy Kreme donut as well? 
Uh, I had I just someone else gave me one before, but uh, well, that I'll wasn't have... the one that we agreed that you were going to eat. So you're going to have to eat that one as well, and then the race one halfway through. You got a pit stop donut. You had a pre nut, a, po- <laughs> a during nut, uh, and a post nut. All right, lots of nuts today. I think I had a chalky milk before on the show that said the use by date was 2015 on it. So. Uh, I'm not feeling too good at the moment. Uh, it's my third big M for the day. So what we're doing is, if you don't know, we're doing a triple M because we're on triple M modern digital. So uh, we're doing three big M's uh, before the race. That was my punishment for running on Snapchat like twice. Um, <laughs> it was on a travelator though, so it doesn't count. So It definitely does count. Consume your final big M before the race. Can we get a cheer for this man who's about to consume his third big M for the day? Well done, Luke. Skull, 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 skull. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's finished his big game. Give it up for Chubby. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a burp at the end there. Wasn't feeling uh, great after yeah. the third one. After, you know, after one big game, no one's like, you know what I could do with two more. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thinks that. So, yeah, Luke was... I could tell you were acting confident at this point, but I could tell that you just looked awful. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then uh, I didn't. Uh, so I during the show yesterday, I added a donut during the race. Yeah. So halfway point, I was like, oh, "I'll stop, eat a donut, keep running." Um, I was again. I don't know if it was like just high on big M's or something. Adrenaline. I decided spontaneously before the race uh, to make an announcement to everyone there <laughs> that I would not be doing one. Donut during the race, I'll be doing two. And this is how it went. Ladies and gentlemen, I would officially like to announce that I've come here. I'm a pretty hungry boy. I will be doing one at the start of the race too. Just to recap what Luke has eaten uh, today, he's had, uh, this is his third Big M. So this is, once he finishes this, this is 1.8 litres of Big M. See, two litres of milk is difficult, but then you're going to add in the Big M as well into that. Uh, He's had... One Krispy Kreme donut so far already because someone brought one for him and he didn't want to be rude. <laughs> Even no, though he, I was just I wanted, I was hungry. I'd said <laughs> by the end of this race he will have had three Krispy Kremes and three Big M's, which, by the way, is way more than we initially were planning on doing. And unsponsored, so Krispy Kreme and uh, Big M. If you're listening, I don't know because that's like nine bucks. So if you could pay for that, that'd be great. <laughs> now, do you actually think you'll win here? Look, I was feeling incredibly confident until I injured myself yesterday. But so I've I've really hurt my leg to the point where it's fine walking, but as soon as I run, it hurts. But you've also have to eat three. Also, Krispy can Kremes. someone pass me my donut costume as well? Just over there, I've left it over there. Um, this Lewis thinks this is a hindrance. Uh, it's just a kid's emoji toy that we made into a donut costume today at the radio station. Uh, oh, it's glued together. This, this, <laughs> It's incredibly hard to get on because it is a children's costume being worn by an obese man. So the race is set. We're ready to go. Luke has consumed almost all of the food that he needs to. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the race itself. Luke and Lewis for lunch. Right now, we're up to the moment before the race begins. And there was only one thing more we had to do before the race, which was check in with our official race commentator, Tom. Yes, because Tom, uh, we, we put the call out because every race needs a commentator. We put the call out. We asked for people to, we filmed a video and we asked people to uh, film a commentary track for the video. And Tom came out on top. We got thousands of entries. He sent in his audition. Uh, mm-hmm. He came out number one of many, many entries. Hundreds uh, of thousands of entries. <laughs> 
millions. More than two. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and um, he drove all the way from Ballarat, which is two hours away from where the race was being held. Yes. And uh, so we wanted to speak to Tom before he started, and this is how it went. Is Tom here? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh, cool. So, Tom, come over. Tom is our official commentator. Give him a hand, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, you've come all the way from Ballarat to commentate the race. How are you feeling about it? Oh, uh, um, I don't know why I came, to be honest. I have an English exam tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a hero. Priorities. I caught the train, and then... From and then Ballarat? My, yeah, and then my uncle picked me up, and then the traffic was just unbearable. Well, so how long did it actually take you to come here? About an hour and a half. You're going to fail that exam. <laughs> So Tom was set, ready to commentate, not really happy about travelling two hours, but he doing his job. He committed so hard to this thing that he started to regret it. Like you he know, was, he was, it was his birthday yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was his <laughs> he birthday. He ditched a family birthday dinner to come and commentate the great race. That is what commitment. What a hero. That's amazing. Thank you very much to Tom for commentating our race. And uh, you know what? He did a good job. He did. It did, except you weren't happy with it. So at the time, we uh, <laughs> the race happened. So right, we'll cut forward a bit. The race did happen, yes. and um, we were running, so we couldn't really hear what Tom was saying, how mm. he was commentating. There was a PA, but I was running so quick past you that I couldn't even hear what Tom was saying. We listened to it afterwards, and you you claimed that the commentary was a bit biased it towards was, me. It was very biased. He was clearly going <laughs> for you. He wasn't even. He wasn't even. There wasn't a little bit of bias. At one point, he starts cheering for you. <laughs> in the commentary, that's not commentary. That's being Wait, a fan of one person. There was a lot more chubby it. fans there than Team Lanky. I was incredibly, as you heard, I was incredibly outnumbered. Only about three people believed in me, and yes. I think only one of them was serious. So <laughs> the race was set. Um, I was wearing a donut costume. You look like a walking billboard, dressed head to toe in Nike gear. Yeah, and I was injured. I was, I was the fastest I was running was basically a, a limping jog because yes. my leg hurt that much um, and at the start of the race Luke had to consume a Krispy Kreme donut right at the start before he started running and also halfway through just before we turned around to come run run back he had to eat another one and this is what Tom said and Lewis is off it looks like the donut is stuck eating a donut uh, there's, it looks like there's a giant walking advertisement yeah he looks like he's in pain uh, Luke is actually catching up it looks oh he's Lewis is so slow L- Lewis does not stand a chance Luke has overtaken him He's eaten another donut. He's given Lewis a little bit of a, um, a head start. Oh, is he vomiting? What is going on up there? Lewis, he's still coming. He looks like he's in even more pain than before. Luke is coming back. Run, Luke! Come on! Team Chubby! Do you hear that? You can't cheer for Team Chubby when you're the official commentator. <laughs> no. The job is just explaining what's happening. <laughs> Not I personally root. enjoy that commentary of the race. Well, but you know what? It's just an absolute outrage. And, and and we just cut the race short there. So at this stage of the race, it's neck and neck. It's I've really, two really donuts, close. But you, you wanted to do your own... Yeah, commentary. I thought it uh, just for the final part of the race. Um, I, I thought I would, I would, I would. Uh, I had a look at all the footage, and I've done my own commentary track, which we're going to play after the break. And if this is biased on your part, I'll be annoyed now, and I'll have to go do another no, commentary no, track I would, about your commentary. I track. wouldn't do that, mate. This is a completely unbiased commentary track coming up after the break. 
Lewis. We're about to find out who won the race. Yes, it's a big deal. Uh, but uh, before we go into it, uh, as uh, we talked about in the last break, we had an official commentator for the race. But I'm unhappy with Tom. I think Tom did a great job. He well, drove two hours, did an accurate retelling of what happened, and you thought it was biased. Yeah, you look, I'm happy with Tom's commitment. I'm very grateful that he came and he showed up, but I'm unhappy with the, the fact that he was clearly biased. So I thought that I would re-record the commentary for the race, uh, including the ending of the race. So we're going to find out who won this thing right now. Um, and this uh, voiceover, I think you find, is completely unbiased. The day has finally come. The great race is about to start. As a professional athlete, I crouch down into the starting position, ready to take off at light speed. Luke, however, was more focused on eating his Krispy Kreme donut. What are you doing? I'm getting getting ready to beat you in a race. Okay, I'm ready to go. On your marks, set, set, go! And the race begins. I take off like a speeding bullet. In fact, I moved so fast that some people believe I started running before everyone else said go. Sorry, guys, but that was just an illusion created by me breaking the speed of sound. As I ran down the track, incredibly fast, but also in incredible pain from my injured leg, Luke finishes off half of his donut, throws the other half at me, and starts to run. Somehow, in about 10 seconds, Luke manages to pass me, probably because of my injury and not because he's good at running. However, halfway through the race, as agreed, Luke has to stop to eat another Krispy Kreme. A classic chubby mistake. Moving at the speed of lightning and still in incredible pain, I pass Luke and take first position. The race is almost over. It's neck and neck at this point. After eating his third Krispy Kreme for the day, Luke takes off running again and almost catches up to me. But it's too little too late as I pass the finish line, winning the 400 and Lewis meter race and proving once and for all that I, Lewis Spears, am an elite athlete and Luke Kidgel is no longer good at running. I told all of you I was good. All of you doubted me. And all of you are wrong. It's Team Loki! Team Loki! I think adding the extra donut was a mistake. It was an arrogant move. But I don't take it back for a second. It was delicious. That concludes the great race. And there you have it. I am an elite athlete. I won the great race. Now, you said at the start of that clip that you read before go. You went on set. It was on your mark set and you started running. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish to report, I wish to start an official protest against you for cheating in the race. You started before go. Objection. I may have cheated once. You cheated twice. Did you finish either of those donuts? Protest dismissed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an elite athlete. Play the applause again because I was late to the show because I had to buy myself a medal. I'm Is this why you were late on. this morning? Absolutely. Buying also, yourself a medal. I went to two, uh, two $2 shops. Uh, can you please hand me this trophy, Luke? And you bought yourself a trophy for and me a medal. to warn you. Please it's give an it to Oscars me. Trophy. Stop, stop holding my trophy, mate. 
I did it. I am the greatest athlete in the world. We've officially confirmed it. Luke is no longer a runner. Accept your fate. Uh, you beat a guy who had two liters of milk and three donuts in him. Uh, Absolutely. Some people would call that not an achievement, but I would. Well done, Lewis. <laughs> it's been a month. I'm actually proud of you. You trained hard for a month and you deserve it. Thank you very Lewis much. Lewis Spears, ladies and gentlemen, is officially an elite athlete. Thank you very much for listening to our first month of radio. This concludes our first month. But I'm happy to announce that we have been extended to the end of the year. So we can continue Fist Pump Fridays Woo! for the rest of the year. I, I, the bosses must have seen how hard we committed to this and race how hard stuff. how we fist pump. Yep. So you're fist pumping, uh, like, you know, excitedly now. I'm just fist pumping in shame. <laughs> um. So there we have it. Luke lives around the corner. I'm an elite athlete. And Luke and Lewis has been extended to the end of the year. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We will be back on Monday until the end of the year. Luke and Lewis for lunch.